Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed free game. With your host, Charles Bishop and Neely. So get ready, because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame. Welcome into the pregame show, Charles Bishop and Neely. Day two, Orange Blossom Classic. As we get ready for this big matchup, Jackson State and Florida A&M. Neely, my brother, welcome back again. Day two. Hey, man, we always say welcome back like we ain't been with each other all day. <laughs> <laughs> like, welcome back. Where I went, I've been like, so I've literally been with you all, all day. Day. <laughs> Yes, indeed, man. We have been embedded with the team uh, practice this morning. Uh, quite a bit has gone on since from day one to day two, uh, and we'll get into it here on the pregame show tonight. But I tell you what, uh, Tigers getting that game face on, all the uh, open day festivities, all that was out the door today in practice. Yeah, you know, uh, what you look for is, at this point when you're a few days away from a game, particularly a first game, is those little things, focusing mm-hmm. on those little things. You know, this is not the time to install defenses, install offenses. Uh, you pretty much, you know your depth chart, you know, uh, outside of something uh, happening to change it. It's about the little things. And one thing about Tiger practice today, you know, coming from travel mode, traveling in the new suits, getting on that, on that charter private jet, getting here, you had to get out of that vacation fun mindset and get back into focus. Uh, and I think when we got to practice today, there was a little bit of not being focused, but Coach Prime jumped on that real quick. Uh, coach CJ, strength and conditioning coach, stepped in real quick and kind of reset the tone. Uh, yeah. There were some players who got off the bus that weren't necessarily ready to practice today. Yeah, when you talk about resetting the tone, uh, that was established very quickly, uh, probably in the opening minutes of practice in terms of, uh, of reshaping the mindset. You, like you said, you had to get out of sort of the opening festivities, vacation mode, if you will, work time, guys, the rest of the two-and-a-half-hour practice. Guys really put in work. Yeah, and I think for our fans out there, man, one thing that they got to learn about Coach Prime and, and – uh, factor in he is such a details guy he is a mm. mental things matter guy uh, so you know sometimes when you tape up your ankle uh the tape is white but if it's a black sock day he doesn't want white shown right and we'll stop practice if some white is shown yeah. <laughs> and so uniforms got to be the same everything everybody's got to be tucked in the same way uh wristbands you i mean you name it because what he addresses with the team is if you do those little things wrong, that's what leads to jumping off sides. That's yeah. what leads to a holding penalty. That's what leads to a hands to the face. That's what leads to passing interference. These small things build up. If I let you get away with small things, 
it causes us not to focus our attention on the details. And he is a very strictly detailed oriented head ball coach. And you make a great point when you talk about uh, attention to detail and he gives scenarios where it will play out later on. And that's why he's such a stickler for the details. So, uh, and he points it out uh, each practice that we've been at uh, in terms of just talking about detail, 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 it will show up later in the game. You cannot cheat football. And it's one of the things that he's brought out on this show before and the conversations we've had with him uh, that you get from him that you don't get from a lot of coaches dealing with this generation. He's a why guy. Like he will stop everything and not only tell you what to do, but he will explain to you why it has to be done this way. You know, there's an old school process where just do it because I said so. Mm. You know, if I say wear your wristbands that way, don't question, just do it why I said so. But mm. he's a coach where he walks you through this is why I'm telling you to do it that way. This is what happens when you don't do it that way. This is how it impacts the team. We're all in this together. Every position has to be uniform and uniform, pun intended, and uniform in the broader definition as a race to uniformity. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, really jumps out with regards to Coach Prime uh, is his access, his, his relationships, things of that nature. We've already seen uh, uh, Darrell Revis. Uh, stopped by the team hotel uh, today. Uh, we had Chad Ocho Cinco stop by practice, but it's providing, uh, you know, that, that sort of detail to everything with regards to football. When you're talking about uh, detail, 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 but he has these guys provide their experiences in terms of how they, you know, made it to the NFL and things of that nature. So it's a fascinating look at that. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on, Chuck, because it's, it's like you're saying, it's not just that relationship capital. Uh, Darrell Revis, Revis Island, one of the greatest corners ever played. The greatest Plus, ever, he has yeah. that relationship uh, with the former Jets coach uh, and uh, uh, our defense coordinator, Dennis Thurman, and also our D-line coach, Jeff Weeks. Uh, when Darrell Revis stopped by here, it wasn't just like photo op and, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? He was sitting and talking with and sharing and teaching DeJon Warren Nugget and Shiloh Sanders. So mm -hmm. like that relationship capital that our coaches staff have with NFL players, they don't just show up and just, hey, you know, glad to be here, post this on the gram, I'm gone. They're pouring into these young guys, man. They're yeah. letting them know, you know, this is the opportunity. This is how you do it. This is how I did it. This is why all these small things matter. And you saw that today with uh, with Ocho Cinco, with Chad at practice today. You know, he was a spectator at practice, but when Coach Price said, hey, man, say something to the team, he said something to the team. Yeah. And then when players would walk up to him at the end of practice and say, hey, man, glad you'd be here, honored to meet you. He didn't brush anybody off. He stood there and talked. Gave them little nuggets like, hey, enjoy this moment, you know, have a good time, stay healthy, but understand you're here for work. Sunday is, Sunday is a work day. Let's, you know, get focused on work. Yeah, and you talk about uh, the work part uh, and sights and sounds, observations from practice today. Uh, once the mindset got refocused, those guys were locked in and it was a work day. Offensive linemen really got after it today. Ones versus twos. What were some of your sights and sounds today from uh, practice? Yeah, I, I spent a uh, little bit of time offensively with uh, Coach Pollock, co-offense coordinator, QB's coach. I was over with the QBs, uh, seeing them work. I, I tell you what, man, uh, Grayson, they were doing this net challenge together, like the Saints used to do at the practice where the QBs go at it. Yeah. Uh, and, man, he went five for five in that center square. 
you know, uh, he, he was he was he was throwing some darts, man. Uh, yeah. So it's good to see that that chemistry and camaraderie between the quarterbacks. I uh, also went over to uh, Coach Flea's section and, and watched the running backs for a time. And, and when the running backs got out there on the field, you know, we had, we had some big run plays out there today. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there are names that uh, people uh, are really going to uh, become familiar with, uh, names such as uh, Peyton Pickett or, or Santee Marshall that our Jackson State fans are going to become familiar Moultrie. with during the course of uh, Desmond Moultrie as well. Uh, Jackson State, uh, for all the talk about QB1 and the receivers – I think, you know, the running game is something that uh, Jackson State fans will really start paying attention to. Yeah, you look what Santi did last year with the hodgepodge offensive line. Mm. You know, so that's something you're going to have to watch now that you have an offensive line that has not only continuity, but it has depth. Both of those units, you know, learn how to play together and, and swapping out pieces and, and can go at it and, and protecting the quarterback and opening up those, those holes for the running back. So, I, I think you're right, Chuck. I think people are sleeping on what this JSU run game potentially is. But, hey, let's let them sleep and we'll wake them up Sunday. Uh, but I, I, I think we can expect some big explosive runs uh, because they got some speed, man, and they don't mind hitting that hole. And, and the big explosive ones, the thing that I noticed, there isn't much drop-off between the ones and twos. When, when they start going into that sort of uh, speed offense uh, and we – switch quickly to the twos, man, the offense continues to keep moving. And I say this not necessarily a focus on skill set, but, you know, the quarterbacks are out there either in a green jersey or a red jersey, so they stand out, and, and their numbers are different. Other than when the quarterbacks change, when you look at the offensive line, the D-line, the running backs, the receivers, and we're talking about speed, knowledge of the playbook, getting to the ball – there is no drop-off when the twos come in. There's not drop-off when the threes come in. Like, you, Chuck, when you're watching those receivers work out with the quarterbacks, you can't tell. If you don't if you don't have a depth chart in front of you, you're just watching guys work. You can't tell ones, twos, and threes apart. Uh, that's a great point. That's a great point. And, and I think that's the you point. You can't tell one, to, twos, and yeah. threes apart. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Exactly. Uh, that's the point that I, that I really take a look at. There is not much drop-off from the ones, the twos, the threes. Uh, and, and it makes for a very rapid-fire practice. It does. It does. And, and the coaches will tell you, man, they're counting on those backups. You mm. know, uh, you look at the linebackers and the depth there. Uh, clearly, uh, we want Keontae Hampton and Arbor Miller to have a big game. But you don't want, when they get subbed out, for it to be any drop-off. So the expectation is just as big on the backup linebackers, the backup D-line, the backup offensive line, uh, because we're trying to run out there and run fast and, and keep this high energy, high tempo on both sides of the ball, getting to the ball, coming out that huddle. Uh, so there's going to be some substitutions, and you want those substitutions without drop-off. And without drop-off, you pose a very interesting question, I thought, uh, to one of the coaches uh, in terms of who do you expect to play well and who do you – need to play well. And it was fascinating uh, to, to sort of get some of the names that were thrown out. You'll hear them on Sunday, but it was a great insight in terms of what the coaches were starting to see from individual players. So is that your way in your expert journalism and, and being so deft, D-E-F-T, unlike D-E-F, deaf jam, being so deft at your craft, is that your way of complimenting Neely on the questions the thought-provoking, deep-dive questions that he asked the coaches in these coaches' meetings? 
Dude, I just I want you to expound on that. Yeah. I sat up in my chair. I was like, what? <laughs> man, I'm stealing it. <laughs> no, we have, man, you know, we have great access to the coaches and uh, we're able to bring some information to the fan base out here uh, because we talk to them. We're in those coaches' meetings. We're having sidebars with them. We're taking notes with them to give you guys exclusive content to share with you some of the thinking, what's taking place out there on the field of practice in the coaches' room as they're deciding how to put this team in depth chart together, how many plays one guy can handle before he starts to drop off and you want those subs. Everything is well thought out. Everything has uh, a reason to it. It has a why in what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, you know, shift gears a little bit today. Uh, we were in the convoy going to practice at the police escort. Uh, you, of course, uh, posted that out there on the pregame show page, went live with it. But it was fascinating to get the fan reaction as the equipment truck with the legends uh, on it, the four Hall of Famers and W.C. Gordon, and then I believe buses to come through. Just great fan reaction. The city of Miami is really opening arms to this Jackson State team. Even better reaction to those law enforcement escorts was a siren coming up behind Charles Bishop and then tapping on his glass and letting him know his back door is open. That's the moment I wish we could have captured. <laughs> Chuck was like, oh, I hope they don't change the trunk. <laughs> and speaking of those Paul Harbor favors and W.C. Gordon, uh, one of the things we wanted to do on this show was really – uh, get into the history uh, a little bit of Jackson State football. I had a tremendous opportunity to sit down and talk with one of the great Jackson State quarterbacks, Roy Curry. Uh, so after this break here on the Black College Sports Network, we'll get into that. It's Neely, it's Bishop here on the pregame show. Um, okay, so how long have you been coming to stay? Uh, since 1987. I forever love Stansburg because the people—they're uh, real people. They—they—they they, they help the community and their family own and operate. And the food, the quality, and service has always been phenomenal. And anywhere I'm at, I—I always recommend people to them. It's—it's it's great food, and you get enough love for your money. If you need a good place to eat and you want a good environment to support the community and support effort of, of the Jackson community, I recommend Stans uh, Superburger to you because, like I said. Alabama State to to face Howard. It'll be interesting to see how the fan mix works. You know how Howard's fan base uh, responds because has Howard been in a swack meag challenge? So I thought it was initially kind of good to introduce the northeast part of the the meag to the swack. Yeah, I, Howard claims to have a homecoming. They claim to have. Kind of a tailgate. I want to see what that looks like. Can they travel to Atlanta? I just want to say, I haven't seen much of a Howard. I've been to a Howard homecoming. I've been to a Howard tailgate. I'm sorry, Howard fans. Let me let me repeat. It's nothing to brag on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a one-day Aspire or BET video. That is it. So good, <laughs> <laughs> but good for you. 
But I, I think that event, you need to bring a little bit more to the fire. So, man, all them Howard fans out there—they <laughs> got they got beat up when they dealing with the HU. Mike was like, "Not so fast <laughs> with the homecoming." Hey, all that swack arrogance just came out in that one statement. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern for Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Course, lecture, dismissed. If you're looking for quality seafood with friendly service, then the Fish Shack is the place for you. We're fast, fresh, and convenient, and ready to serve you today. You can order online and come in. Or pick up your food curbside. We have outdoor seating as well. Need something to cool your taste buds? We have tasty daiquiris that you're sure to love. So come see us today at the Fish Shack in Byron, where we have great seafood and good daiquiris. It's like a loot machine. This special edition of the pregame show uh, where we get an opportunity to talk with one of the true icons of Jackson State football. Uh, we're talking with Roy Curry, who was the quarterback of the 1962 or, uh, Jackson State National Championship team. He was the MVP of the Orange Blossom Classic. Uh, Coach Curry, I want to welcome you into the pregame show. It is truly an honor to, to have you come in and talk to us. You, you know, I, I wanted to start by asking. Um, in, in quite a few uh, HBCU circles, you, you play for one of the most iconic coaches. Uh, some put uh, Coach uh, John Merritt, Big John Merritt, on the Mount Rushmore uh, of coaches uh, in terms of uh, all that he's done within the HBCU ranks at Jackson State and Tennessee State. But I wanted to start off by asking you, uh, what was it, A, like to be recruited by Big John Merritt and then to be coached by him? That was a wonderful day. I mean, a wonderful day. I never will forget bright, sunshiny day. Uh, he and I got together. Uh, and we were outside at the back of our school, uh, Higgins High School in Clarksdale, Mississippi. And he discussed me being the quarterback at Jackson State. So he had two or three guys there and they were outstanding, but he think that I could add on to the quarterback position. So I said, hey, uh, I love to come to Jackson State. Matter of fact, I had a friend there at the time that played with me and uh, a name, Albert Jackson. And mm -hmm. of course, uh, it was just like going home, being with Al. So I told him I'd be willing to sign, you know, the national letter of intent and I'm ready to go. No doubt. He, he brought a couple of other uh, Higgins High teammates uh, with you as well to Jackson State, one who would later become Jackson State's uh, future head coach. Yeah, we used to call James Carson Big Bunny Pooh. And, uh, <laughs> of course, James was outstanding. He was uh, our guard, right guard. And also we brought another big tackle by the name of Ed Holmes. Mm. Uh, at home had a lot of injuries, so it didn't work out too well for him. But James Carson was there to the end, an outstanding football player. No doubt about it. Uh, you also played during your time at Jackson State with another 
iconic uh, teammate uh, in Willie Richardson from Greenville, Mississippi, Coleman High. Uh, I, your friendship with, with, with Willie Richardson, he's such an icon in Jackson State sports. Just talk about playing with him because everything that I've read, uh, Willie Richardson was the precursor to Jerry Rice. You know, you know, you're telling the truth. And one thing I can say is that Willie and I have played all through high school against each other in football and basketball. Mm -hmm. And Willie Richardson probably was one of the greatest athletes during that particular time. I mean, he was outstanding. I mean, you know, like one of my friends used to say, he could catch a BB in the dark. So uh, Willie, all you have to do is just throw the ball out there mm -hmm. and he would fight for it and get it. Uh, of course, he, he had a brother there we had two brothers there at the time, uh, Gloucester Richardson and Thomas Richardson. All three of them played professional football. But I had great receiver, Al Greer, who was another great receiver, Danny Pride. All these guys played professional football. Uh, we had a guy we used to call Picayune because he was from Picayune. His name was Arthur Turner. We just had good receivers and in the backfield. I had three of the most explosives back and uh, Chico Jordan, Speedy Duncan, and Lewis McRae. And all of them were just outstanding. So I, I was around by great ball players. I was really surrounded by great ball players. Up on the line, I had Big Papa Hayes. I had uh, James Carson. Uh, just uh, uh, William Robinson. We had outstanding ball players all the way around. But hey. Willie, mm -hmm. let me say this: Willie was our leader, even though he was a receiver. And we went as Willie went. And of course, uh, all I had to do is just put it out there, and of course, he'll take care of the rest. You know, when you talk about some of your teammates. And, and I'm really curious about this, this time period. Uh, Jackson State joins the, the SWAC in the late 50s, uh, 1958. And so this is sort of the, the, the dawning of, of Jackson State football in terms of what we know today, uh, in terms of these teams uh, that, that, that start to form. Uh, 1960, I believe you go six and four, but things take off. 1961, 1962, during that two years uh, time period, you go 19 and three. And uh, you play for this Orange Blossom Classic 61 and 62. But just talk a little bit about the swag in general around this time period in terms of the talent, because uh, some people call this 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 late 50s going into the 60s, sort of the golden age of, of HBCU football. You know, Charles, I'm glad you said that we had to go up against some of the most outstanding teams of all time. I mean, we were loaded with talent. When I say loaded with talent in the Southwest Conference, it was just unbelievable. Uh, Prairie View had outstanding talent at that particular time. Uh, Gramlin had outstanding uh, uh, talent. Southern University had outstanding talent. Uh, everybody in that conference was just loaded. And some of the names that, you know, 
you, you go back to Big Buck Buchanan, Big Allen Ladd for Gramlin. You go to uh, Ghost Robinson from Gramlin. You go to Tombstone Johnson uh, Jackson from uh, Southern University. Uh, of course, uh, the great, uh, it was some great running backs at Prairie View at that particular time. It was just mm -hmm. outstanding talent all the way around. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. And uh, just to understand, you know, wh where you guys were within this pantheon of college football, the best of the best were playing in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Uh, in a lot of ways, uh, what we see now in the Southeastern Conference, uh, you could very well say that that was what the Southwestern Athletic Conference looked like uh, in the late 50s, early 60s. From top to bottom, Arkansas Pine Bluff at that time had great talent. Uh, of course, Alcorn always rival rivalry, and they had great talent. Uh, Mississippi Valley had great talent. Uh, it was just unbelievable, you know, the team. And then we played teams out of the conference, such as uh, Tennessee State. Oh, man, those were some tough games when we played t Tennessee State. Uh, I never will forget, I was uh, telling my wife just the other day, uh, we went up to play Tennessee State my freshman year. And of course, uh, the great Ray Charles were playing in the little garden. That's what they call the gym up there at Tennessee State, the little garden. And he was playing the record. Uh, uh, he was singing the record, Hit the Road Jack. And uh, it reminded me of when we used to come on the field at Jackson State. The band would play. I can't stop loving you. <laughs> after after we put it on, whoever we were playing, we beat them up. Then they'll play Hit the Road Jack. Yeah, That's man. all right. <laughs> great days, man. Great. Hey, man, great days. Alumni Stadium will have about six or 7,000 people in the stand and about 3,000 3, standing around the fences and on the grounds outside. But it was wonderful times back in those days. Wonderful. And that's a very interesting point that you bring up because, uh, and I say the dawning uh, of the modern day of Jackson State football in terms of, of the community of Jackson galvanizing around Jackson State University and Jackson State football uh, kind of prior to this 1961 season, you know, attendance uh, at Jackson State wasn't what it became. And then you talk about uh, during this time period, it, it becomes uh, the show to be at, standing room only, if you will, and you guys brought the show. Oh, we were a show. We were. We were. We, we were the greatest show on turf back in those days. Uh, everybody wants to see Willie. And, of course, if you could bring yourself along, they enjoy seeing you, too. They enjoy seeing you, too. But everybody wants to see Willie, and Willie will put on a show. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, he will put on a show. Uh, Willie made All-American all four years that he was there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, he was my best friend, my best friend. Because, like I said, we've been knowing each other ever since 10th grade in high school. Uh, but what people don't know about Willie, Willie was a hell of a basketball player. A hell of a mm. basketball player. He could have easily been on the varsity team at Jackson State as on the football team. Sure. But we 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 were just 
good friends and man, Lord, Lord have mercy, could he catch that ball? The inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic is personal to me. It's more than a matchup between Tuskegee University and Fort Valley State University. My beloved father, Colonel Lawrence E. Roberts, was a proud member of the Tuskegee Airmen. 922 brave pilots, also known as the Red Tails, fought in World War II. The Boeing Red Tails Classic is more than a celebration of HBCUs. It's a reminder of the Tuskegee Airmen's valor and sacrifice the first class of black fighter pilots who trained at Tuskegee Institute in Alabama during the height of Jim Crow, fighting for America, while in many ways, America fought right back against them. This inaugural Boeing Red Tails Classic, this football game, is for them. And it's quite special that this game, which will be played at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, opens the 2021 college football season on Sunday, September 5th at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. When you watch this game, please remember its larger meaning, that it's for a group who advocated for themselves while still facing prejudice and discrimination in the segregated army. The Tuskegee Airmen story hardly gets told enough. I, proud daughter of a Tuskegee Airman, join others who champion their legacy and how they influence generations of black cultural and political leaders. This is the BCSN Pod Zone, your place for the news, views, and conversations about all things related to HBCU athletics. Here are the BCSN Sports Wrap, Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, Knights of the Round Table, The Pregame Show, The Carlos Brown Show, The ONG Strike Zone, and more in one place. We are changing the way you consume HBCU sports one broadcast at a time. Texas Southern takes on Prairie View A&M for the Nick Gurley Traveling Trophy and the Labor Day Classic on September 4th. Tickets available online at tsusports.com slash tickets. It's like a loot machine. And welcome back to the pregame show here on the Black College Sports Network. It is Charles Bishop and Neely, Mr. Boots on the Ground himself, man. Let me go down there to you. Got a little action down there. Yeah, speaking of welcome back, the Tigers are pulling back up. Uh, right now. So we're going to grab a couple special guests. We're going to have all the Next, we're going to get y'all some B roll players uh, arriving. Aubrey's already here on deck. 
represent Memphis. See, Memphis, 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 first thing, first thing, take care of this business. You already know. So you see the Tigers pulling up, about to get off. I see you down there. Y'all need to see that. I believe, Russ. Yeah, that's nice. That's dope. I like that. I like that. I like that. Man, I tell you what, while we got the buses coming in, let's bring in Aubrey Miller, the middle linebacker from Memphis, Tennessee. Aubrey Miller is going to be one of those names that a lot of our Tiger fans are going to hear. Then we have him right there on screen. But take a look at. Jackson State uh, going into this game against Florida AM. This is going to be a name that you're going to hear quite often. Arby, welcome into the pregame show, buddy. Uh, appreciate it. Glad to be here. Uh, well, first and foremost, man, thank you. You're part of the commercial here on the pregame show. It, it, it got to be a you uh, shaking hands there, man. You're my guy. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You already know, man. No doubt about it. Let me ask you, man, how have practices have been going uh, getting ready for this uh, Florida AM Rattler uh, offense? Frank's been good. It's been hard. It's been very challenging because they're trying to get us ready for everything. You know, trying to get us to expect anything coming, especially special teams. They're one of the biggest things that we're working on. So, Frank's been very interesting, very hard, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's still working. No doubt. Uh, coaches have been going, uh, giving you guys a lot of scenarios, a lot of uh, different uh, looks uh, to get prepared for. Uh, how those things been going for you? It's been going very good. Like I said, you make your mistakes, but you can't make anything if you don't make any mistakes. So um, it's been very good. I think we've been adjusting very well. The biggest thing is just controlling ourselves. So. Yeah, I, I see your teammates are, are, are really giving you the business back behind you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here. Uh, there you go. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed, man. It looks like you guys' camaraderie has really been coming together during camp, and you guys are really gelling as a football team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, he's my brothers, man. You know, every day we're getting closer and closer, man. I mean, from the first day, it wasn't like this. So, as you see, we're trying to get close tonight. We're trying to get close closer every day, man. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's enjoying each other's company. And we're pushing each other, man. So, you can't push anybody if you don't have if you don't have any. Uh, can't push, if you don't have any relationship, you can't push anybody, man. Yes, indeed. And you talk about pushing each other. You guys are really pushing each other in practice today. Uh, the mindset kind of got re refocused, if you will, uh, from the beginning. Uh, you guys really picked up the tempo and picked up the pace of practice. The chemistry. That's that's what I'm looking for, the chemistry. I mean, chemistry is there. Like I said, we got to keep picking it up. Just because I feel like in the spring, we got to play a lot of opponents that we face. I feel like this season, we're not going to let that happen. Yeah. Uh, for the Jackson State fans wanting to get to know Aubrey Miller, tell them a little bit about yourself in terms of the type of player you are. Aubrey Miller, man, from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, hard hitter, man. And, uh, and I learned as I go. One of the guys I learned as I go. You know, uh, put my team first for anything. Put my family first for anything. And I also keep them all every time, man. Like I said, every day is a show day. So no matter what I'm doing, I always got to make sure that I'm saying myself well. Big thing. All right, I'm going to let you get back to your teammates, buddy, man. I appreciate you stopping by here on the free game show. I appreciate y'all for having me. Yes, indeed. That was Aubrey Miller, middle linebacker from Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, go ahead, Neil. We got, we got a special guest. Now, you know, we are in Florida, in Miami. There's a part of Miami right outside of the call. Say that again, Neely, come back. So there, there's a part called Hollywood. 
Okay. Who you got for us? <laughs> Shane Hooks, man, welcome in to the pregame show. They call him Hollywood, man. It is great to have you here on the pregame show. If you could turn your mic up a little bit there, Shane, so I can hear you. There we go. Yeah, I can hear you. So tell, tell us how practice has been going for Shane Hooks. Today we had our first practice. I mean, practice was uh, pretty smooth. You know, everybody they was there as close to I think we were supposed to practice so far. We did the catches we did. So I mean, everything for the first day was pretty good. Uh, Shane, in terms of the receiving uh, group, uh, you guys have really been gelling uh, during the course of camp. But talk about a little bit about your chemistry with your Sanders. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I got Dennis Driscoll uh, up here with me, up here in the uh, headquarters here, the, uh, here at the media headquarters. 
but uh, Mr. Boots on the ground, Neely himself, down there in the in the bowels of the hotel, if you will. It feels much better inside in the, the air conditioning, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's why you missed the boots on the ground, buddy. <laughs> they come, they come more pieces in the door. Yes, indeed. <laughs> As a receiver, Daniel Crow, <laughs> he was coming in. I tell you what, uh, Neely, uh, the good thing about this team is they really uh, started to become a really close knit team. Uh, we talk about the team gelling together, but uh, these guys really have a lot of fun around each other. Yeah, you can see it, man. They work hard, they challenge each other, they push each other, and you can tell they have a good time, man. It's really become a family coming through that uh, summer camp and fall camp. Now school is back in, in week one. You can tell the camaraderie, you know, when you were, when you were interviewing Aubrey Miller, all the players coming behind and having a good time encouraging. Same thing with Shane Hooks. You can tell these guys really have a good time and they're starting to gel as their family. Which your coach will talk to us about that this morning. He said that's the next phase for the evolution of this team is to become a family. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we saw that even with regards to uh, accountability, which we talked about with Coach Brian, it's, it's a huge thing for him. But uh, accountability group, well, you know, guys volunteer to be part of that, whatever that punishment might be. And, you know, today's accountability group was essentially the whole team. It was yeah. so much for the whole team that Coach Brian would only make the whole team. Chuck, you know what I think, man? I would be honored if you could be in my eyes accountability group. And you know what, Neil? Guess what? We're, we're going to have to oh, run some gases, but Coach, I'm, I'm not going to bring. I'm not going to bring you on, but I'm, I'm, I want you to be a witness to something. Chuck has disagreed to be in my accountability. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. If, if I mess up now, I need. I need. I, I, I got to run the gas. It's a big undertaking you take it yeah, on. Chuck. Yeah, it is. It's a big yeah, it is. Chuck. <laughs> you might lose the pounds, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I might be playing on purpose. Just get it. Just, just get it. Just, just get it. You see how evil that is, though. That's you super see how evil. evil that is. That's, that's, that's super evil. You probably talking about that. Hey, Neely's gonna help me lose an extra ten pounds, man. He gonna help you on purpose, Chuck. <laughs> he gonna purposely do stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you know Neely, don't you? <laughs> I know Neely. He gonna purposely do stuff, though. You know how you when you grew up as kids, man, and, and they say don't touch that stove because it's hot. Yeah. What you do? What you gonna do? As soon as everybody leave the room, what you gonna do? Touch gonna the stove. That's that, what he gonna do. That's what. <laughs> that's what he, that's that what is me. That is so him get, all day. <laughs> yeah, man. So you get ready, baby. You get ready. That's the thing, Coach Hart. Coach Hart. Right Linebackers, Coach Man. Appreciate you coming on the pregame show. Absolutely, man. Pumped up, man. Sunday at 3 o'clock ESPN. Y'all tune in, man. Y'all get on my boy Neely's show. It's going to be a great thing. JSU Tigers. Be our love. Go Tigers. Be our love. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Chuck, be ready. Be ready. I think practice at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Practice tomorrow. Be ready to run, Chuck. I'm going to get you. I know. Uh, accountability group. <laughs> Chuck, yes, we, got a, we, got a, we got a real special guest coming up next now. You remember we were doing all this recruiting out of Texas Artie. and signed Artie. a four-star quarterback out of Trinity. Yes. What people don't realize, don't go ahead, come on. What people don't realize, we didn't just sign a quarterback out of Trinity. We signed a trainer. Ah, yes, indeed. You got di diamonds down. Come on. Hi, everyone. How are y'all? Hi, Diamond. How are you doing? I'm great. <laughs> 
Now, let, let me ask this question. Uh, yes, sir. In terms of being a trainer, talk about your responsibilities in terms of taking care of the team. Um, all my responsibilities are just, you know, making sure they have water, taking everybody, making sure everybody's good and ready to go on the field every weekend. Yes, indeed. And you came from where? What part of Texas are you from? Oh, I'm from, Ar- well, I'm from Seattle, Washington, but I stay in Arlington, Texas, and I went to Trinity Christian in Cedar Hill. Okay, there you go. We have to introduce our Jackson State fans uh, to this, not just Jackson State football team, but uh, uh, this is our favorite receiver. <laughs> He's going to score at least four touchdowns on Saturday. So I, I see Keith Corbin coming up there behind you there. <laughs> Great to have you all, David. I appreciate Thank y'all. It was it. nice meeting y'all. Hope to see y'all soon. Yes, indeed. Thank you. I'll see you in the morning. Talk about the Tiger support staff. We can't do it without the athletic trainers, dude. Man, can't do it without them, man. One thing. I, I hope you got me a Gatorade, too, man. You know, Chuck, let me tell you what I'm going to do. Accountability. I'm going to show people how the magic show people how the magic is made, Chuck. Show people how the magic is made. There it is. <laughs> I'm going to let our audience show, see me get you your Gatorade since you see I've never been there. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I got that's, you my ca- that's my accountability partner. Dude, Thank you. Chuck, do you want do you want a piece of Chuck? Um, you know, that wouldn't hurt. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chuck. There you I got go. you your Gatorade. All right. I got you. I got you your pizza. Uh huh. We're good to go now, buddy. Say hey to Miss Toy. I see Miss Toy back there. Yes, I do. Hey, Chuck. Talk, talk about Team Mom. Can't get it done without Miss Toy. Cannot get it done. Hey, hey, coach. Hey, man, that Dennis Driscoll is down here with me if it's me tour the team hotel. Man, I tell you, Driscoll goes from uh, up here to the media headquarters down there with you, man. He gets around. Uh, Chuck, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's treat the people right. Just stay with me. We get on the elevator. I'm, they don't see me deliver you your pizza and your camera. Thank you, Brother Neely. I got the up button push. Hey, man, I, I, that was a good interview with the uh, all Miller man. You know, we go to Memphis next week, first thing first, but Memphis is all town. Um, yeah. So you, you got to interview with the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. I thought that was elevator. So you just never know what's going to happen on the pregame show. You never expect that's that. That's a live TV, yeah. That we would be live delivering pizza. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, nah, you're good. You're good. You're good. How y'all make it? Yeah. So on the elevator show, it might lose the signal. Yeah. But just, I'll be off in a second. Hey, ladies. You know, as we lose the signal, of course, with Neely, he'll be up here in a second. Uh, but I do want to make mention of the Roy Curry interview. You heard part one. You'll hear part two, three, and four, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, where we talk with one of the greatest Jackson State quarterbacks in the annals of Jackson State history. Uh, we talk about a quarterback who kind of kicks saw uh, this historic history of Jackson State football, the great Roy Curry, who was the MVP of the 1962 Orange Blossom Classic. We'll take a quick break. Neely's going to deliver my pizza and Gatorade. We'll be right back. Um, can I get the now please? One dollar. Have a good one. 
got it. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Let me get a now bar. Sure. One dollar. Appreciate it. You got it. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. And welcome back here to the Brigade Show here on the Black College oh. Sports Network. Hey, oh, Richard, Rich, you got to see this. I'm the <laughs> We live on the free game show. I'm the Hey, say Rich. Yes, indeed. Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you never know what's gonna happen on the three games. No, you don't. Especially when you walk around. Yeah, yeah. You just never know. Yeah. Only on the pregame show can Charles Bishop get pizza and Gatorade. Hey, we call you Mr. Boots on the ground for a reason. Only in America, man. Neely makes his way back over here towards the media center. Hey, hey Chuck, why Neely's uh playing Domino's uh, delivery guy for you yeah, yeah. to around HBCU football. Go for it. At the half, Murray State over Mississippi Valley, 21-0. Shaw, excuse me, Wingate defeated Shaw 30-7. to Albany State, Mississippi College, no score reported. And in the fourth quarter, Washburn with uh, under nine minutes remaining over Lincoln of Missouri, 12 to nothing. Oh, thank you, AD. Yes. Yes. Sir, I think, you, I think you ordered a large pepperoni. That's how we do it, man. It's service with a smile. That's my part. That is my part. Man, it looked like a festive atmosphere down there. The guys uh, got back from the, uh, their outing tonight, coming back in on the bus. Oh, the sights yeah. sounds down there. Man, the guys just enjoying it, man. Uh, making the most of this moment. They know it's a business trip. But just like Chuck, when you get off work, you unwind a little bit. So they're just down there relaxing, unwinding. Got a video game room, ping pong. Uh, you know, the hoop, little hoop game. So they, they're down there relaxing. Yeah, yeah. They're down there relaxing, man, having some pizza. Uh, curfew's coming up at 10 Easter, so. There you go. Shut I start knocking on doors in a little while. <laughs> right. I, don't know, I don't know how much more fun they're going to be having. but Right, right. But it's good to see that camaraderie. We talked about it with Aubrey Miller, talked about it with Shane Hooks uh, in terms of these guys. Just enjoying being around each other. Yeah, it's important, man. It's important. You know, you you, you work harder for your fellow man when you care about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these guys care about each other. And that's well, something that Coach Prime has instilled in them. Yes, indeed. But, you know, Friday and Saturday, we'll start getting a little bit more into the matchups and try to introduce you a little bit more to this Jackson State team because you talk to a lot of coaches around the league, they are the great unknown uh, with the rock turnover that has happened uh, since this past spring when Jackson State went 4-3. We'll talk a little bit about the matchups against Florida and uh, as they 
also have quite a few transfers and new faces coming to that team as well. So it is a tremendous uh, matchup, uh, a matchup that we talked about on Dr. Cabill's Inside HBC Sports Lab tonight that all of HBCU football is looking forward to. You know, we had a week, we had a week zero, but week one is here, man. Yeah. And it is college yeah. football from Thursday night through Sunday. Big games throughout the SWAT, big games throughout HBCU world. Uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend. And yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an honor to be embedded with the JSU Tigers and the full access that Coach Bryant has given the pregame show and bringing you guys sights, sounds, interviews, updates, inside information, things you can't get from anywhere else. Yes, indeed. Uh, we will be embedded practice tomorrow. Guys sharpening things up, getting the little details. Like you said, you mentioned it the other night. Crescendo to Sunday. Yeah, you want that peak. You want that peak. Don't you don't you don't want to peak Thursday. You don't want to be Friday. The game is Sunday. You want to be playing your best ball on Sunday. Yes, indeed. We'll get into some more player profiles. Hopefully, we'll talk to some uh, more players along the way. But all of us try to introduce you to this Jackson State football team, Jackson State coaching staff, Jackson State support staff. That's what we do here in the pregame show. Try to teach a little history along the way too. I was about to say, show. Just wait. I got to put. It's on first. Hold on. Yeah, I tried to put the hat on over the headphone. Chuck, just recap this show. We talked about Darrell Revis being with the team last night. Mm-hmm. Talked about the ups and downs of practice today, but how they finished on a high note. That visit from Chad Ochocinco. Uh, interview with Auburn Miller tonight. Interview with Shane Hooks. Got diamonds on the training staff. Coach Hart, linebacker's coach. Chuck Bishop got a pizza delivered to him. Hey, Chuck, let me tell you something, man, because I believe the statute of limitations is up. The last time I had a Domino's pizza in my hand, taking it to somebody from Jackson State, I just took it from the Domino's man behind Dixon Hall. <laughs> if you are old school Jackson State, you know exactly what they were talking about. The poor Domino's man. <laughs> Delivering to Stewart and Dixon Hall. My God. <laughs> hey, please deliver it to the tennis court, basketball court between Dixon and Stewart. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Jackson State in the 90s. Ouch. <laughs> Woo. Confessions. Yes, Confessions, exactly. <laughs> hey, man, we'll be coming at you hard and heavy uh, Friday and Saturday, of course, pregame show on Sunday. Uh, before kickoff, uh, but I tell you what, Chuck, it's just day two, man. Day two. Yeah, it's just day two, man. Just yeah. day two. Tomorrow's Friday, so we're gonna cover practice tomorrow. Uh, team has some more outings. Uh, Coach Prime has a press conference over at the stadium, uh, uh doing with uh, with Coach Simmons and the Orange Blossom Classic. We'll be bringing you some stuff from that. Uh, practices tomorrow afternoon, team meetings in the morning. Saturday game is Sunday. There you go. There you go. We'll get into the matchups. We'll get into more storylines. I tell you what, it has been a fun day two as we start to get our game face on a little bit more too, man. We, we, we got a peak going into Sunday as well. So do we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, that'll do it uh, for the pregame show tonight. Got, it is- got two score updates before you go, fellas. I'll bring them in, AJ. All right. Uh, with uh, under five minutes remaining, Washburn has increased their lead to 76 to 12 
over Lincoln of Missouri. And the basketball? <laughs> 76 to 12. That would be a terrible score in basketball for the other team with 12. Yeah, sound like a basketball score tonight. Yeah. Oh, I got another basketball score for you. Go in in AIA action, West Texas AM 58, Texas College 0. Yeah, Steers look like they can't get on the board tonight, man. Uh, what's that? Va- what's the valid score up there? Twenty-one, nothing. Murray State on top of that. Give, give me just a second. Scrolling it down, my. Uh... Yeah, I just, I just said it. Twenty-one, oh. zip. Uh, Murray State on top of that. Still twenty, still twenty-one, nothing. And uh, a game that went final. Wingate, uh, thirty. Shaw seven. No score. Albany State, Mississippi College, no score reported. Let me rephrase that. No score reported. No problem. A.D. Super Producer from the Black College Sports Network. Let me shout out the others, Chuck, involved with this show. The title sponsor for this week, Northington PLLC, Attorney Hiawatha Northington, Always been with us since day one. Chambers and Gaylord Law Firm right there in Jackson. Also Amber Slaughter, the project architect. And when you're in Jackson and you need something to eat, Broad Street Bakery. Yes. Bravo. Salad Yes, They're on board. They're taking us out. Man, I can't wait to get back home and eat it all up. There you go. There you go. Well, I'll tell you what. For the pregame show, Charles Bishop Neely. We'll see you tomorrow, day three, here at the Orange Blossom Classic, here on the Black College Sports Network. I didn't handle. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and for all those who's listening and watching it from around the world. And we are now live from the corner of Dalton and Lynn Street. It's the show where we take you inside the game before the game begins. It's indeed the pregame with your host, Charles Mitchell and Neely. So get ready because we pregame harder than the other show's part. It's the pregame.